0: you're high higher than the sun you shoot me from a gun i need you to elevate me here from the corner of your lips is the movement of your hips eclipse you elevate my soul i got no self-control you leave me like a mole
1: It's like a mole digging in a hole.
0: Down, going down, excavation. That shit is terrible. We're digging. I'm a mole. That is
1: fucking terrible. That is trash. Those are trash lyrics. (laughs) They
0: aren't very good.
1: (laughs) Oh, shit. Oh, man. Welcome back, everybody. It has been a long time, and I shouldn't have left you without a dope podcast to step to. Uh, Welcome to all the new listeners. If you've never heard of this before, thanks for joining us. Uh, Welcome back to all the loyal listeners who enjoyed the first season. It's nice to see all your smiling faces again. Uh, This is episode one, season premiere of season two of the Anhedonic Headphones Podcast 2, Electric Boogaloo. I know that there's a lot of number two in there. I'm sorry for that. I didn't take that into consideration when I was naming this thing. Who am I? My name is Kevin Crine. I am the person who writes the content for the illustrious, award-winning music website, Anhedonic Headphones uh, at the beginning of 2019 i launched this podcast and the overall conceit was that i would interview people that i work with at my day job and learn about what music they like or if they have specific memories attached to specific songs i learned a lot of things about my co-workers and i learned a lot about how my co-workers consume music i also learned that the idea of being on a podcast made a lot of people Afraid or anxious, or that some people just don't listen to music that way and didn't want to talk about it. So it was a little tough wrangling guests at times. And for season two, I have six episodes planned and I've branched out a little bit. I have interviewed some people who I don't work with, just friends of mine from various pockets of my life. I have also interviewed a small amount of my coworkers, some of whom. I had approached originally, and they were not interested, but then they listened to how good season one was, and were like, yeah, I could probably do that. Uh, but first, for this first episode, the season premiere, uh, I have interviewed my charming wife, because if you recall, previously on the Anadonic Headphones podcast to Electric Boogaloo, the last episode of the first season involved her interviewing me about 10 songs uh, that were pulled from various portions of my life. Uh, Before we get to today's guest, just a quick heads up that you may follow me on various forms of social media if you are so inclined to do so. Anhedonic Headphones has a Facebook page that is only updated when there's new content. I'm not gonna uh, be a barrage of updates clogging up your news feed because I'm sure you've got stuff about the 2016 election that you want to read about Uh, I'm on Twitter I have a lot of hot takes sometimes photos of my cat Uh, it's at kev e fly and similarly on Instagram where I'm slowly making my way to becoming an influencer and an icon gonna earn that blue check mark one way or the other Uh, kev underscore e underscore fly hit me up you know how we do only big things uh, t- today's guest has been uh, saddled with me legally for 10 years. Uh, bless her heart for sticking it out because I am a real piece of shit sometimes. Um, we sat down, we chatted about some music throughout her life. Uh, so please welcome to the show my charming spouse, Wendy Placco city city craft city, craft city, craft city, city, craft
0: city city okay um wendy it
1: me we're off to a great start um
0: do i have to introduce myself what do you mean like do do you do that like tell you, people who this is you've
1: listened to the podcast before right
0: yeah there's an oh I- there's yeah you do an intro don't you yeah okay yeah so i don't have to
1: Do you want to introduce yourself?
0: I don't know. I don't think so. No. I don't. Decision. Thank you. Made. Thank Done. you
1: for coming on to the podcast. Uh-huh. And in a sense returning the favor, yeah, of when uh, the tables were turned. True. Last season, mm-hmm. where you interviewed me, right, about my tunes that I picked.
0: That's true, but the difference this time is that I'm me mm-hmm. and you're you, yeah, and that my taste in music sucks. That's Possibly. you know that's not what this is about. Oh. Everybody, so
1: like people get afraid mm-hmm. about their tunes or like self conscious about their tunes, and I uh, am not here to judge. In this setting, okay. In other settings, I might, but this is uh, the, this is your podcast. This is not my podcast.
0: Well, now is the right time then to inform you that I have ten different covers of Werewolves of London as my playlist, and also a song by Corn.
1: Which song by Corn? Uh,
0: wasn't there one that was like paddy Paddywhack, Give a Dog a Bone"? That's like all I ever remembered hearing. Maybe it like. It was dumb.
1: <laughs> that could be any corn song. I mean, shout really Korn, good. Shout out to corn. <laughs> um there are some songs that had bagpipes. Really? Yeah, like guy, rock bagpipes. That guy plays the bagpipes. That's
0: kind of cool. Yeah. I'm into that. Okay. Alright, so I've changed my sarcastic answer and now I'm actually adding a bagpipe song by corn. <laughs>
1: okay. Um, you have picked ten songs. Yes. And uh, you did this. Did you do this chronologically in a sense or like autobiographically? You know, you have your own set list that you could look at. I see you trying to peek at mine.
0: You did make this for (laughs) me. I made two. You put it on this piece of cardboard and everything. That's what I do. Yeah, it's roughly in uh, autobiographical order. That's great. That's great. Mm Mm-hmm
1: um that's what i'm here for yep so uh a lot of this is varying in genre and (laughs) style and true time period yeah let's get weird and let's do this okay the first thing that you have selected is a song from what i commonly refer to as sebastian's mixtape
0: that's true it was one of my two top cassette tapes that I had as a kid. My dad was a gadget guy, and he got me a Walkman that like, was really fancy and would switch sides for you, and one side ended. So what it meant was that it was like the start of fueling my obsessive compulsive disorder with listening to music, because it would just keep replaying forever yeah, until you yeah, stopped it. Yeah, yeah. And I feel like that was the start of this because that that is roughly what all of these songs reflect. Like these were all songs that I listened to repetitively. Okay. Like Okay. Probably like unhealthily oh, wow. psychologically. Wow. Okay. Obsessively. Okay. Um so just a little bit about Sebastian's mixtape. Is was it is it really called like Sebastian sings Calypso or no, something? No, it's just called Sebastian. Oh, okay.
1: Yeah.
0: Well, it is Sebastian the crab character. <laughs> little mermaid got his own album yo but for
1: like to start wait okay first oh yeah there are at least like three soundtracks to the little mermaid right like there's the movie one there's this one and there's uh, probably another one too
0: yeah like there's another sebastian one like sebastian's party or something yeah but like i had this sebastian one randomly
1: and Uh, we
0: also had the full movie one which i also listened to like ad nauseum because i thought that i was playing it cool to tell my parents like hey i would like this movie when it comes out on home video and they didn't buy it for you they did they just waited till my birthday which when i was five felt like six years for them to actually get it for me
1: uh and then this the man who does the voice of sebastian his name is samuel wright
0: and he is actually jamaican Like, so
1: it's okay. This isn't problematic at well, all.
0: Well, I always thought it was maybe a racist version of a Jamaican accent, but I think that's just how that guy sounds. It
1: might it might be a little exaggerated, maybe.
0: But I love it. He's my favorite is it crab.
1: Mildly problematic in maybe? today's society. Maybe I don't, I don't know.
0: I'd have to ask an actual Jamaican how they feel. Okay. I think that's the only subject matter. Expert. So
1: you love this album, <laughs> the Sebastian mixtape.
0: So maybe So what if I do? Um. Yeah. So picked? Sebastian sings like all of the calypso hits, like Bob Marley and po- what De- Buster, Bust- Buster- Poindexter. Poindexter. Yeah. Hot. 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 Yeah. Um. And I, there's a couple of originals in there. I think. I don't you really want me know. to get it off the
1: shelf. It's no. filed under S for Sebastian.
0: <laughs> no, that's fine. But there are a couple that I do yeah. think are are originals. So
1: you picked the opening tune. Yeah. Off of Sebastian's mixtape. Uh huh. Arise.
0: Uh huh. It's really good. Why
1: did you pick this one? Is this your favorite off of the whole thing?
0: Well, it's just like I would get really excited when the album would start again. (laughs) Because it just flipped from. Because the last track is actually really sad. It's about saying goodbye and like how he had to leave his crab girlfriend behind. It's really sad. Yeah.
1: It's pretty dark.
0: Yeah. Um, in Kingston town which is somewhere in Jamaica. It is, yeah. it is. yeah. Yeah. And I only know that because of this.
1: Do you think that uh Samuel Wright knew that he'd be teaching like very crude uh geography to people?
0: Yeah, I think he was knowing okay. that he was going to teach tiny white children about his homeland.
1: Um do you like the skits? On this album.
0: And I am particularly not fond of how Ariel comes in and tries to steal the show. Though when I was five, I was probably into it because princesses or whatever. Sure. But, But, you know, my five year old self disgusts me now because I loved Barbies and princesses and unicorns. And now I don't really fuck with that. (laughs) Just saying. Okay. I definitely. Amy, in my room growing up, had a, I can't remember if it was just a Pegasus or a Pegasus unicorn, which is like what every little girl wants, and it was like a rainbow. It was like a, not a triptych, but a diptych. is that what you'd call it? Of It was two separate posters that were framed next to each other, and the rainbow like continued to the other side Whoa, where the Pegasus thing that's was. That's wild. And it was amazing, and I loved it. No regrets.
1: Um, do you have anything else you want to say about this song by Sebastian or Sebastian's mixtape in general?
0: I don't. I, you know, it was just a lot of fun. I wished Ariel wouldn't have like taken his show. It, yeah. I also remember finding it problematic that they put "Under the Sea" on there because I was like, "This is on that other you CD need the hits, we have." Though, you need the hits. Yeah, you but need the I hits. was just like, the other thing is it sounds way more slickly produced than the stuff on this album. So like because it's just a cheaper mix you know it's not it's not an orchestra doing it so it's just like why does this sound different
1: because sebastian's mixtape didn't have the same budget
0: it did not
1: um before we get into the next one because Mm -hmm. we're jumping vastly ahead with the next one
0: yeah we're we're moving about seven years into the future
1: uh i forgot to ask you the question that i ask all the guests or try to ask all the guests yeah which is what is your earliest musical memory
0: earliest musical memory that's really tough because like my parents were musicians and they were always playing music or taking us to concerts really young that could be that could be your memory i think so I, i seem to recall like a time where dad was playing like Mary had a little lamb on the piano keys for me. We had a piano in our house growing up. You know, but I would say maybe even listening to that Little Mermaid soundtrack could have been one of my first musical memories. I also have some other early ones of like, I had this Beach Boys Barbie that came wearing a Hawaiian shirt and like high top sneakers and she came with one of those Records that's pressed on, like, a piece of plastic.
1: Mm, they're really flimsy, yep. where you have to... Right. Like, it barely See works. See,
0: also, Cooking with Alf, this or Alf <laughs> puppet that came with a song about cooking gross things.
1: There was also um, those kind of flimsy records that had, like, trivia about the Ghostbusters. Oh, that I think I got, like... In I a never s- had that. In, uh, maybe, like, a cereal box or something when Ghostbusters 2 came out. Cool. But it's, like, you. it's a strange time that, I also, that a, a trivia question would be pressed onto a chintzy <laughs> vinyl record
0: i also have a distinct musical memory of hearing rick astley playing on the radio while my dad was making spam and eggs for breakfast. never gonna give you up yeah okay. i was really young because i think that came out when i was less than five years old i
1: don't know the year yeah that, that song is from
0: anyway i ate spam and eggs
1: and listen to Rick Astley. To Rick Astley. That's okay. I got
0: Rick rolled and also <laughs> egg rolled.
1: <laughs> um so moving ahead
0: did we spend enough time on Sebastian? I mean we have 9 more to get through so we,
1: well this has been rolling for a minute, so I think we've talked about Sebastian enough. Okay. You also don't have to spend like 20 minutes on every song.
0: I need to spend 20 minutes talking about Sebastian. But did I mention that like it was one of my s- cassette tapes in play with The Great Walkman, yeah. but also yeah. the other one that was most in play was my Gem and the Holograms tape. Also, my sister had the soundtrack to Labyrinth on tape. That was...
1: Okay, those are some good, good yeah. tapes to have, yeah. I think. Yeah. Um, so moving ahead into yes. the 90s yes. the, the mid to late 90s yes uh you have selected something from who is arguably
0: the better of the Dylan, the more
1: influential the of more the more influential
0: yeah. of the dylan family <laughs> jacob dylan
1: uh you picked a song by the wallflowers true from their Second album. Yes. Bringing Down the Horse.
0: Really? They had a first one? Yeah. I didn't know that. It, See, this is why I'm not like a good fan.
1: Yeah, which it was a big single. Uh huh. But I was surprised that you picked this song. Yeah. Because this is not one that I would, I would immediately associate with that album. With that album. Yeah.
0: Well, I mean, like, what would be one? One headlight One headlight is. But like.
1: A banger. What
0: would the other ones?
1: Sixth Avenue Heartache. Oh, that's pretty good. That's also a banger. Also features Adam Duritz from the Counting Crows. Right.
0: Right. I don't know. I just like the difference because it's it's peppy. It's mm-hmm. got some, some liveliness to it. But I should say that this was technically my first CD that I wanted. Now, the next one is technically my first CD. Okay. So I should be clear about that. But this is the first CD that I wanted. That you got. That I got. And my sister gave it to me for my birthday.
1: When you were 14, 13? 12
0: oh. or younger.
1: Well, this album came out in 96. Twelve. Okay. Yeah. Okay.
0: Yeah. Um, yeah, that seems right because I think I was about 12 when I went to the family reunion and was gifted this other CD as, it was a prize for winning like some kind of trivia or something at the family reunion.
1: Um... So, and the wallflowers were kind of a big deal for you in your formative years because you saw them at the Basilica block party. That is true.
0: They were my first concert, really. Like if you're talking popular music, because obviously I think I mentioned before that, you know, my parents were into music and... Like classical or orchestral. Or like bands. Yeah. Not pop pop music. concert bands, I should say. Yeah. Yeah, so there wasn't, it was instrumental a lot of the times that I was taken to, or like church, (laughs) I guess. I don't know, I guess I thought it was okay. (laughs) Um,
1: But so the the Basilica Block Party was your first real pop concert? Yeah, it was. Who else was there, uh, or did you just see the Wallflowers only?
0: um i can't remember i think it that one was the big headliner that i had known about but i think that the honey dogs were there too they're from here yeah Yeah. like because they're from here yeah and then the next year that i went back it was soul asylum okay well we'll get to we'll get to yeah. yeah they're also from here yep
1: so, uh, are you, do you have anything else you want to add about Jacob Dylan being the better uh, songwriter of the Dylans? the it's more just poignant? a fact, okay, you know? Yeah. Like, I
0: just feel like he left his mark on music a lot more.
1: I think I would agree with that.
0: Yeah. No, I'm kidding. Like, <laughs> I, I'm not. I, I, Okay. No, I'm kidding. Um, <laughs> For
1: those uh, people at home who are listening to this and being like, what are these two people talking about? So, there's an Onion article from a million years ago called... Jacob Dylan, not convinced he is the less influential <laughs> of the Dylans. It's like a very short blurb thing, and it talks about. Well,
0: he's hotter.
1: Switching gears completely yeah. to something else. Yeah. This is uh, orchestral classical music. Yeah. This one is now.
0: Technically, it's Baroque.
1: Thank you. You're welcome. Uh, so this is who who is the composer of this one? Because I didn't write that down for myself. J. S. Bach. Okay. Perhaps
0: you have heard of him. Kevin Seal really likes him. <laughs> so so this is track one side one. Track one side one of J. S. Bach Bach's greatest hits. I this was a CD that was. Yeah, that I won at a family reunion so did you, party. But you
1: have like a million of these, like yeah, classicals. So,
0: so once I got that, I was hooked. I was okay. like, I, I'm into this. I, I was will check of, out these other artists. I was
1: kind of wondering how you ended up with like that smattering of like classical music yep. greatest hits albums. It,
0: basically, Bach was like a gateway drug because <laughs> next were Mozart and Vivaldi, and eventually I picked up a little Schubert and Wagner. I, I got, I went crazy. When did
1: you, when did you have to go into like rehab?
0: Um, I think it was about 14. <laughs> Wow. Happened. Went into music rehab. It happens so fast. Yeah. Life
1: comes at you fast. So you've yeah. picked uh, a piece by Bach. Yep. The Toccata?
0: Toccata and Fugue in D minor.
1: I hear that D minor is the saddest of all keys. Is that true?
0: The saddest of all keys. The reason that I like this one is actually because I learned how dumb I was as a kid. (laughs) Because, I mean, as soon as the the folks at home hear it, they'll recognize it. Because the organ is very iconic. It's ubiquitous. Like, everyone has heard it referenced in pop culture somewhere. And um, I always thought it was just written for spooky movies or whatever, that it was just spooky organ music. And I never realized that, like I had known that music was written specifically for films, but I never knew that you could take music that existed on its own and put it in a film because I was a dumb 12-year-old kid. Yeah, Yeah, that's fine. So this was like a moment for me where I was like, hey, I bet Bach didn't even want this to be spooky and yet now everyone sees it. And it's actually like a very interesting piece that, you know like modulates if i want to oh, get whoa. fancy. Ten, throwing your $10 music well words around. he was a you know musical genius or whatever and liked to play around with melodies and change them over time. Um but it's actually just also um something for a very skilled player. Okay. So it's just interesting that we all just see it as like something that a Phantom with a mask on would play in his lair that had an organ for some reason.
1: Those are the best kind of lairs, I think. To have. Yeah,
0: your lair needs an organ, organ to sure. really feel like a home lair.
1: Well then we're drug. then we're moving into this next section here and then you have more orchestral music yeah. right away. Yeah. Um from another one of your gateway drug right. CDs. Right.
0: So this would have been um
1: This is Schubert. Schubert. Okay.
0: Yeah. So uh this is uh,
1: called the impromptus. Uh, impromptus. It's Impromptus. Twos like multiple. Whatever. Um uh, I'm an uncultured buffoon. You shouldn't figured that out by now. I think
0: it's just one impromptu. I don't know. You could look at the back of the album. Buddy, I think it says impromptu. It's a couple of them. All right. Well, we should just make sure we're talking about the right one. But you played it for me, didn't Mm -hmm. you? Okay. All right. So that's the thing about classical music is like they're all called like blurbity blur in A major or like, what is it? Like K-L-M-B. 2400 I don't know I don't know They're just like numbered or symphony Number six It's like unless you're a Super nerd it's impossible to remember I am not super nerdy enough What happens is I recognize A ton of stuff I'm like oh yeah I've played this Before or like I really like this One but I just can never remember the name Of it like I really appreciate when An artist actually Tries like Dvorak's New World Symphony, like that rolls off the tongue. Like, yeah, he wrote it because it sounded like Murica Okay, I could get into that. I'll remember that. Yeah. But like, yeah, KVC forty-seven. No, not gonna. Is, I don't there, even, is
1: there stuff actually named that? Yeah,
0: like Mozart's were some K something. I can't remember what the initials were. Like, okay. and because he wrote hundreds sure, of works. Sure, 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 So like, he couldn't be Come that up with creative. clever. Titles. Yeah. yeah. He was, being too creative with his notes to be creative with his titles. What,
1: what is it about this one specifically that you,
0: I just always thought it was very beautiful. Okay. It's, it's very reflective. It's slow, but it's very powerful. And Schubert, you know, was during a more, I would say he was probably during like the romantic period into like modern times. End of the 19 or 1800s. Okay. Um,
1: I don't know my years of classical composers. I'm sorry.
0: <sighs> yeah, romantic is like Be- Beethoven time, okay. I think.
1: The dog movie with Charles Grodin?
0: Um, he was named after another guy. So like, yes, but no. Uh, I don't know. I just always liked this piece. It was one of the ones that I would repeat a lot. Because okay. I just liked it a lot.
1: Uh, you know, it's funny you mentioned that uh, repeating the same songs. Yeah. I will say that uh, it's something I did as well mm-hmm. when I was a kid. Um, I would glom on to specific songs on an album, usually singles. The reason you, you buy it in the first place, you just do the tr- one-track repeat on the compact disc player. Or... If I bought a tape.
0: You got to do some work.
1: Oh, I did this. I would do this thing where I take a Sharpie and I would like try to draw on the center of the cassette where you could see like the two reels. Do you know that like in the center of a cassette tape? Yeah. And like all the tape is on the left side. Right. And then when it plays, it spools through to the right side. Yeah. I would try to draw like a line. How much of the tape? When moved over when the song i liked started yeah so yeah. i would try to line it up around there wow with, yeah because i was a big nerd
0: that's really pretty, fucking stupid no i was gonna say pretty like you were in it you I were was in it, it to win it i i would just need to wait till it came around again and oh. would be like oh yeah it's coming again <laughs> no
1: i would just buy a tape and i don't know why i would just like spend the extra like did three, you not bucks. have
0: the flippy though See on, I, on your Walkman, I did
1: not have the flippy, the auto reverse. Yeah. on my Walkman, I didn't have it on my Walkman. I had it on my like boom, my my first personal boombox, ah. which was a dual cassette deck, CD. Fancy. I know the uh, Christmas of 1993 was a very blessed one indeed. I'm um, impressed. But the auto reverse would sometimes eat your tapes. It ate my tapes on that boombox anyway.
0: I never lost a tape to that. Okay. Yeah,
1: but so I was a little hesitant about the auto reverse at times.
0: Mm. Well, I just listened to every song over and
1: over but again. But I also, uh, you say that I was I was in it, but I wasn't in it enough to have spent the three to four extra dollars just to buy the CD rather than oh, the tape.
0: Oh, interesting! You were
1: like Mildly even frugal. more
0: analog than a CD. Well, cause
1: like I could buy a tape for like you buy a tape for nine ninety nine at a department store in rural Illinois, mm-hmm. and then the CD was like thirteen ninety nine. Why would I just? Why was I like? Nah, I'll just buy this tape. So dumb kid. You
0: were analog. Was I? I guess. Okay. Cause the CD like, is digital. I
1: know, but the CD would be exponentially more convenient.
0: Yeah, I don't know what's wrong with you. <laughs>
1: Um, so let's, let's, do you have anything else to say about, uh, Schubert or you want to no,
0: just liked him a lot? Okay. Uh, I think it was like, you know, I had, I had my gateway drug of all of those like best of classical yeah. composers albums.
1: Yeah. It's like a time life collection. Practically. Yeah.
0: Yeah. And I feel like that ended up being one of my favorite CDs cause it has the unfinished symphony. Mm-hmm. spoiler alert he never finished oh, it oh shit yeah i can't believe you spoiled Dude it died of syphilis or something oh, no. first oh no it was a thing um <laughs> mozart probably died of that too a lot of people had syphilis yikes um but anyway it just it was it ended up being one of my favorites okay yeah
1: so we're gonna head back into the 90s now mm-hmm. but all this is still pretty much 90s centric yeah w- with you age wise right but uh soul asylum right runaway train
0: right i was late to the party on this one because like this song was big in 93 93 93 yeah so i saw them i think in the summer of 1999 or 2000 maybe i should have looked on the internet to find that out but like it was when i was in high school that i saw them Uh and then i was just kind of like you know liked that song runaway train i liked when it came on the radio and i never could do anything about hearing it other than when it happened on the radio so i realized that i have the power to make it so that i hear this song at my own liking at my own like convenience
2: secrets I couldn't
3: keep
2: I promised myself I wouldn't weep but One more promise
1: So, you never, you were never into Soul Asylum like prior to that? Like, or you just like, you liked it in passing? Yeah, I enjoyed
0: it, but I mean, 93 was before I had bought my first CD. Like, any CDs that were in my house were the family's and not my own.
1: Grave dancers union on uh, cassette tape.
0: I could have, but I just wasn't cool. (laughs) It's
1: okay. So, Soul Asylum are from here. Yep. Um, and Dave
0: I d- Perner dated Noni. Yeah, I know. She's kind of from here, too. I mean, she was born in Winona, which is why she's named Noni.
1: Um, shout out to Winona Ryder. <laughs> hey,
0: we love you. I don't care that you stole. That's awesome. It's badass. Glad you're having a resurgence. I hope it's even more than it is now. Um, Wino forever.
1: Too soon. So... This also is kind of like you—you you bought that Soul Asylum Best of. Yeah. Is that uh, because you saw them live and yes. you wanted just like the hits in one convenient location? Yes. Or not?
0: Because I wasn't interested in having to sift through all of their garbage to Whoa. get to the single yeah, that I knew. There's some
1: real shit though, even on that. Um, yeah. Fucking greatest hits thing. That that string of pearls. That yeah, is that's yeah. That's a weird song. Yeah.
0: It is a weird song. Sorry, Dave Purner. <laughs>
1: There's some really good stuff on there though. But yeah. they have like I don't know, they have deep cuts. They went through phases. They started out as a punk band. Yep. Um and then they became less punky.
0: Yep. I don't know, and I was into how how like punky it was. I really like um
1: Somebody to shove.
0: Somebody to shove. Yeah. It's a good one. Uh also the one about What's the one with the girl with Claire Danes? In oh, the just video? like anyone. Yeah, it's but a good they were song.
1: way less punky by then. Yeah. that's from '95. That's from "Let Your Dim Light Shine," which I had mm. on cassette because um, I liked that song and uh, "Misery." Yeah, Frustrated Incorporated. Uh, um,
0: I know that they were a good band because Weird Al covered a lot of their stuff because there was.
1: Yo, I'm real surprised that there is no Weird Al on your list. Yeah, yeah. How I definitely you liked Weird Al. I definitely
0: loved Weird Al. I loved silly songs. I loved the Adam Sandler CD. So maybe that should be on here, like honorable mention. Um,
1: there was some stuff you, because you had handed me your original like handwritten yeah, list, and there was some yeah. stuff you cut. Yeah, you did cut um, labyrinth, the labyrinth yeah, song. Yeah, and you cut something else. You cut the darkness. I believe in a thing called mm-hmm. love.
0: I did listen to that a lot while studying, which is like nonsense, because how could you study while listening to like super heavy stuff? Um, at least my brain can't.
1: Uh, so do you have anything else to say about Soul Asylum before we keep moving? Uh,
0: just that I liked them a lot, but not enough to invest in actual albums.
1: That's okay. You bought their greatest hits. That counts yeah. for something.
0: Yeah. a ticket for
2: a train, like a madman laughing at the rain little out of touch, little insane, it's just easier than dealing with the pain, runaway train never going back, wrong way on a one way track, seems like I should be getting somewhere, RUN!
0: Oh, and I had no idea that the song about Santa going crazy was totally a parody of Black Gold because it's not—it doesn't sound like it at all anymore. Like, oh really? The tune is totally Black Gold. So, like, multiple Soul Asylum songs were turned into Weird Al parodies, hmm. which meant they were big.
3: Hmm.
0: Yep.
1: I did that. I did not know.
0: You know, it might be loose, but like, if. Well, he, if he didn't credit them, they should be suing his ass well, because I was say in, today's, exactly in today's modern like times yeah. where you, you can do Dave that. And maybe Dave Perner just likes really violent, funny songs about Santa going on a crime spree, a murderous I crime spree. I don't know.
1: That song would, is probably uh, mad problematic in today's world.
0: I would think so. <laughs> in our shooting culture. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, I regret that I ever found that funny. <laughs>
1: Uh, so, in this, this last section of, like, early high schooly tunes, yeah. the last one you have mm-hmm. is U2, mm-hmm. With or Without You. Yep. And again, kind of light to the party with this. Uh, yeah. This I is... actually
0: didn't get into U2 until Elevation came out in, like, the year 2000. I was oh, yeah. in I was in Europe. I went to go see the Tomb Raider movie. I think it was the second one by that point, maybe. And it's in that.
1: There's like a remix of it. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, by the way, that has like some of the worst lyrics. Yeah, well, I liked it. Shut up. I'm just saying that sometimes Bono does not write good lyrics, and the song Elevation has really terrible lyrics. Anyway,
0: I got the album in the airport airport, uh, in Amsterdam because I had some uh, Deutschmarks Mm -hmm. that I needed to spend on my way home Mm -hmm. shortly before the Euro. And, uh, so I was excited about getting that album. And then I was like, hmm, this YouTube band, they're pretty good. And a friend of mine was like, holy shit, this is like not as good as their early stuff. And I was like, okay, I will get the Joshua tree. I hear that is good. Uh, so I got it and I liked it. Um, but also I had heard with or without you on the radio a fair amount. Yeah. Cause I listened to the radio a lot. It was
1: inescapable. Yeah. In the. And I would do
0: this thing where I would play the radio uh, to go to sleep, Uh um, which was also done when I watched Dr. Demento on Sunday nights, Yeah, uh, which was amazing. Uh, I can't believe my sister let me do that because we shared a room. Um, But after she went to college, I remember that I would still... Keep up that tradition of playing the radio while we were going to sleep and leaving it on all night. And I remember drifting off to sleep and having the most perfect dream about Matthew Perry and how he was like really drunk or high or something, but he liked me and we were slow dancing to that song. To With or Without You. Yeah. Wow. And, I, and I was like, damn. Because this was like when Matthew Perry was still thin from drugs and before his face got all fat.
1: He does have a meat face. Yeah. like He tried I was, to fight it for a long time, I, I was think.
0: really into him for like a half a se- the half of season of Friends that I watched.
4: See the stone set in your eyes See the thorn twist in your side I'll wait wish- Light of hand and to of fate on a bed of nails, she makes me waste. And I wait without you, with without you, with without you.
0: Ross was supposed to marry that Emma girl, but he like said Rachel's name at the altar yeah and I was like "Ooh, juicy and
1: then that was the same episode where Matthew Perry and Courtney Cox got together oh really yeah
0: that bitch don't you take my Matthew Perry from me my Chandler (laughs) Bing name of a cherry for some reason yeah I
1: never really understood that either uh but so you I mean do you still like U2? Like, we don't really fuck with U2.
0: I still like it. I still... And I still love, you know, like, the um, Live Aid concert. Oh, that is
1: audacious. Yeah.
0: Bono was killing it. Where with he
1: starts singing Ruby Tuesday. Ruby Tuesday yeah. over
0: something else. I and don't know. And he just, know. like,
1: doesn't he, like, wander into the crowd? Or, yeah. like, he just, like, wanders really close to the edge of the they stage. They love it. Yeah. They eat it up. Yeah.
0: And his mullet is on fire. Not literally, but just, like, figuratively. Yeah. It's intense. Yeah. Dude could sing. Yeah. Just saying. So I was into the sad Irish thing.
1: Well, we all were. We all went through a phase. Yep. Uh, U2, I don't know. Octune Baby's got some good stuff on it. That's a big one. Yep. Pop that. Uh, is not. I, I don't think Time has looked kindly on that one. Zeropa has some good songs on it. Mm-hmm. I like that album. Uh, the Joshua Tree, we were talking about this last week. Yeah about how hit after hit brazen it was to open this album with three singles and how the first song on the album is where the streets have no name and there's like a two-minute intro with like that slow organ drone and then it's amazing the edge his like dual delay pedal guitar comes fading in and the opening line of the album is i want to run like you can't really top, like, you can't top that. You can't fuck with that. Like, no. I don't really like you too, but you have to give it up to them for that. It's
0: an amazing song. The other thing I will mention is I thought that The Edge was just really good at playing guitar really fast. <laughs> I never realized that there was a delay pedal until, like, I met you, and I was like, oh, that makes a lot more sense. No,
1: he has, what well, he uses, like, a MIDI board now to program all the sounds, I think. Yeah, so,
0: but still, like, how cool would it have been if he was just like... <laughs> oh, like, oh like,
1: no, he like, just... Like, Has two, you just gotta get two because then they bounce off of each other like that. Yeah. 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 (laughs) You're so disappointed. It's not as
0: impressive. I
1: get it. Yeah. So uh now we're getting into what you I think had written either not the college years right. but like uh you said first job. Right. So you we're moving into the mid two thousands now. Right with these next two. Um the first one you picked Is by the Arcade Fire.
0: Yes. We kind of skipped the college years because, like... You didn't listen to music. Well, I only listened to mixtapes from you during that time, (laughs) to be honest. Like, and the darkness, which Uh, I'm embarrassed about, but, like...
1: You know, that song slaps. I will say that. I didn't like it when it first came out, but, like, my friend Mike Link, shout out to Mike Link, uh, uh, uh-uh, he got me into that, like...
0: Well, and i believe in a thing called love like that video where he like it's ludicrous and he's like gets out of the shower and is toweled off by some weird purple fuzzy thing like yeah i was i saw it and i was in love the first time i saw it i was in vienna austria and i was like is this for real is this some weird viennese thing Uh, no
1: Okay. I think when that song came out, my uh, one of my college friends, Matt, Matt Franta, yeah. uh, he was really into it. And I was like, this is, I can't get into this. This is so strange. But uh, yeah, Linky Mike. Um, we and I were,
0: did love Queen growing up. So it, yeah, made, it reminded makes me it of makes that. Sense, yeah, because yeah, of the way the guitars.
1: Yeah. No, it's a fun yeah. song. Yeah. Isn't it used in a like a scene in the Bridget Jones 2 also? Yeah, but
0: I never saw that. I really was into the first one. I didn't want to ruin a good thing. I've never
1: seen this the second one yeah. either
0: so anyway college was spent listening to mixtapes from you which were good but like they weren't albums or things that i picked but i listened Just like to sad them. sad
1: white boy music yes yeah.
0: that is true and then um the classical yeah, cds yeah, that yeah. i had collected um and then the darkness okay yeah. so so back to now first we're moving, job now we're moving I have into graduated from college gra- yeah
1: so 2006 yep um we're well. This is kind of swapped. So keep the car. You pick. Keep the car running. Yeah. From the Arcade Fire. Yeah. Which is from, uh, Neon Bible. Yeah. Which, you, This is. Uh, w- you glommed onto the Arcade Fire before I did.
0: Yeah, I think I just saw them on SNL, yes. and I was like, "Dang, that lady's playing like a jack in the box uh, or the something." Hurdy-gurdy. Yeah, it's like that's cool. I like that. She's playing a weird musical instrument, and this is catchy as hell. I'm into it. So I, uh, and I don't think I would. It was the start of you buying me CDs <laughs> that I was interested in that I would never get for myself. Did I buy this for you? I, I thought you bought so. it. At, I thought you bought
1: it at Target because it was like eight dollars. I feel
0: like I wouldn't have unless you were like hey this is eight dollars then you put it in my hand if I bought it it was like because you were like this is a thing you enjoy okay I'm putting it in your hand
1: So, but the so like the Arcade Fire, I was introduced to them when I was in college. Yeah. uh, When Funeral came out, and it was not hitting for me at the time. And had you heard of them at all before this or anything? No. No. Okay. So I was skeptical. When they were coming out with a second album, and then you always wanted to watch SNL, and we would try to tune it in on the antenna on our TV <laughs> at our first apartment, and it was like me dangling out of the balcony trying to get the reception. And you, yeah, you were really into it, because they played, they played, um, what's the other one that they played? The Working for Your Church, Working for the Church, Probably Life Falls Apart, or whatever what's oh. that song called? I don't remember what that one's yeah, called. Yeah,
0: I can't. But that it's like very epic too. Yeah. yeah.
1: They played that one and he broke a string. Oh, uh, yeah. And bro- broke the guitar at the end. Yeah. And then they played Keep the Car Running and you were taken with it mm-hmm. and got this album. So do you still like the Arcade Fire? Yeah. Okay.
0: I think so. I think that they've done some wacky stuff. I don't feel <laughs> like I've...
1: They really have. Uh, we really have, have they
0: Have they released anything since Reflector? Yeah. And that I just haven't paid attention anymore. It's not good. Okay. It's very bad. Reflector was the last thing that I was into, and that was a long time ago already. Was, 2013. Yeah, I was going to yeah. say at least five years ago. Yeah. Six. Yeah. God, that's time for you. Yeah. Um. So, yeah, I still like them. They still have a special place in my heart, but I, I am not the kind of person to know who's got the latest album coming out clearly, because I have these, like compilation discs and i listened to a weird schubert collection
1: yo schubert track one side yeah, one my exactly
0: guy. no it's like three but <laughs> anyway
1: okay so what of of was so is this like the song that you associate the most with the arcade fire like the moment when you were like latched on yeah. to it yeah yeah okay. and
0: i just listened to it a lot i at loved work. yeah i yeah. loved listening to it at work it was like um when I would walk home, I would listen to it and I loved like strutting to it because it's got a it's good beat. It's very fast. Yeah. 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 Um, like running to it is really fun too. Like, not that I do that much anymore, but. um.
1: Oh, on your little iPod shuffle, you yeah, would listen to this. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, a lot. yeah.
0: On my tiny iPod.
1: Um, That's somewhere, isn't it? Yeah, it's somewhere okay. in the house. We okay. can, we'll find it sometime.
0: Um, I don't know, but. And I just really like. Uh, what's butler win butler Mm -hmm. i really his voice is very unique it really is it took uh, me a long
1: time to warm up to it
0: the the, is that his wife the lady yes she's also got a super unique voice yes she does and is french and that's cool or no she's haitian or something right yeah yeah Yeah. she's a haitian as alicia silver a 16 year old alicia silverstone might say um but i i I don't know. They just seem cool and like art artfully foreign. Cause it, isn't he Canadian? Yeah, they're or from somebody? yeah.
1: He and um his brother are yeah. from Canada. I yeah. don't think the rest of the band is from Canada.
0: Yeah. Anyway, I just thought that they were cool and weird. And they had, still are. And I had that great shirt, but it fell apart.
1: Well, you got a lot of years out of that shirt. I did. I yeah. Did. Okay.
5: Same place animals go when they die. Can't climb across the mountains so high.
1: Moving ahead, yes. The next one, yes. You picked <laughs> what?
0: Secret meeting. Yeah, yeah. Cause it's all right. We're in the studio. Hey, come on in. Hey, you guys. We should
1: probably explain that this yeah. is an inside joke that we've had for like 13 years.
0: Hey, you. You're outside. I'm in here.
1: I love how you're. It's pu- all right. Pulling yourself away from the microphone. Yeah, I don't want
0: to peak
1: i understand yeah so first things first with the national (laughs) you did not like the national
0: no because i did not like matt berninger's speak singing i was like you gotta sing if you're gonna be in a band (laughs) because i think it was you discovered them maybe around the same time as what's that other band
1: that sucks whoa 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 what the fuck (laughs) That other band that sucks who are you talking about with
0: the guy who like someone mistook you for but he's fat and gross holy <laughs> shit
1: the hold study? yeah jesus fucking christ
0: <laughs> remember that woman that was like yeah who thought hey are I you the, the guy, guy from, from the hold study like yeah. she didn't even know his name and, and clearly i don't either because i couldn't even remember Craig the name Finn. of the band
1: uh, 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 shout but out to like if
0: you recognize someone from a band you should know their name and not just be like, hey, the guy from... this." Is, that is one of my favorite yeah. stories to tell.
1: Yeah. Um, yeah, they do... He does... This, he, he speaks things. Right.
0: And I just... I don't know.
1: I thought that your initial problem with the National was when you first started your job. Uh-huh. And you had your work computer. Yep. Somehow I had put their first album on there. Is it at Alligator? No. 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 Which no. one's the first? The self-titled one. Oh, okay. And it's got like...
0: American Mary and yeah, stuff. Yeah, And that song is boring. American
1: Mary is a great song. Okay. Uh, and it was also the name of the band at one point before they changed it to the National.
0: So I'm not a true fan is what you're saying. No, that's not what I'm saying. Okay.
1: Uh. But so, yeah, the first album, they were still trying to figure out their sound and who they were. And Berninger definitely talks things on that album <laughs> before he, like, found his voice, which took them a long time. So at first you were like, wow, this is garbage music. Why do you <laughs> listen to it? And I was like, no, these guys are really great. And... Uh, you eventually came around. Yeah, they grew on me. Well, like, was it with Boxer that you finally Definitely. were like, "Yes, yeah. this is okay," but like Alligator, you kind of had some time. You needed yeah. time to warm up to.
0: Well, but Alligator doesn't that have like "East of Beverly Road" yeah. on it? Yeah, yeah, and that song slays. Like, so there's that. Yeah, but like. Yeah, the self-titled that one was. The not self-titled my favorite. album is weak. Yeah. Sad
1: Songs for Dirty Lovers is better but not great. Mm-hmm. Alligator is almost flawless except for two songs.
0: Which one has the one about like Well, they're all about Karen. But he says Karen, but her name is corinne isn't yeah, it? It's but corinne. like But there's the one that's so, like the one where he says, I feel like I'm Tennessee Williams. City Middle? Yeah. Yeah,
1: that's uh, that's on Alligator. I don't
0: really like that one. What? Yeah. Oh, like, I love that he quotes Tennessee Williams, buddy, but like, buddy. I just think melodically it's all over ooh, the place.
1: Ooh. So, I was, what I was about to say...
0: Is that we're getting a divorce over our different I didn't want to tell you
1: on the podcast and make it hot, uh, but yeah, I need to contact my attorney. No, what I was going to say you
0: heard it here folks was that beginning of the end
1: geese of beverly road into city middle into mr november is a flawless three-song run but if you don't like city middle then you will disagree with me on this true um
0: but geese of beverly road is heartbreaking and it also has good clarinet in mm -hmm. it yeah going doodly debt
4: anybody tell you didn't anybody tell you how to gracefully disappear in a room i know you put in the hours to keep me in the sunglasses i know and so now and well, i'm sorry i missed you i had a secret meeting in basement of my brain.
1: So, but you pick Secret Meeting, which is the opening track off of Alligator. Yeah. Um,
0: the song is awesome.
1: Well, it's great because it's...
0: And I had no idea what
1: Bryce or... Bryce and Aaron are Aaron, yelling yeah. stuff in the background. I don't know which
0: one of them it was. Was it both of them? I think so. Were they yelling at each other? No. Saying to come into the studio because so they're recording? So here's the joke, yeah. everybody.
1: Yeah. Um, Secret Meeting is a great song. It's one of their most claustrophobic songs, I think um and like kind of not spooky sounding but like shadowy sounding would you agree that alligator has a is a shadowy album
0: no but i definitely feel like uh secret meeting is a little bit more garagey like yeah do you know what i mean to an extent yeah
1: um this has some very ambiguous imagery in it which is what they were really into in the first like you know, those, but with Boxer and Alligator. Do you want me to read the lyrics in an extremely coffee and flowers voice? No. Um, But at the end of the song, there are backup vocals that are not very well mixed in. Mm -hmm. And the lyric is, I'm talking ace, but I'm folding. Yeah, and I I still don't remember that. We, for the longest time, didn't know that those were the lyrics. And even with the advent of the internet... Um, Which had been around yeah. for
0: a, like a long time. We never I thought don't. to look
1: it up, and that was before they started putting the lyrics in the liner notes of the album. Uh-huh. So, like the liner notes for Alligator doesn't have any of the lyrics in it, and
0: Matt is like impossible to, to understand, understand yeah, anyway. Yeah. So I had just given up. Like at but that so point,
1: you thought the like for years and years and years uh-huh. that they were saying <laughs> it's, it's all right. right, we're in the studio, and I feel come like come on in.
0: I think I also heard This Morning, like or I'm talking right this, this morning. I, or
1: I'm Talking Ace This Morning was yeah. like the first, I don't know. I yeah. think my friend Chris Miller was also trying to figure out these lyrics at one point too. Yeah. I don't remember how we eventually came up with I'm Talking Ace, but I'm Folding. Mm-hmm. Maybe it's a secret the band will take to the grave and Perhaps. they'll just never tell anybody what it actually is. Or you is. could
0: like interview them in a pretentious podcast. <laughs> I could. Where you re- read the lyrics.
1: Could a podcast get any more pretentious than this one, though? Nope. Okay. I don't think
0: so. So, But, I mean, like, you can shoot for the stars. You
1: can I try. I really should.
0: Anyway, uh, I like that song, even though I didn't know what it was about. And Bryce or Aaron, I... I went in the same door as to was that the 400 bar
1: fine line that was a fine line that was the second time we saw them
0: that was cool yeah i'm sorry i can't tell the difference between either of you you are twins though and i'm sure you're listening right now brothers from the national one set of brothers i guess
6: Thank you.
0: I actually had not heard it it's from candide yes. which is an operetta i guess you could say it's okay. nearly an opera okay. by by bernstein and i had played the overture to candide a million times in bands and stuff because like it's really hard so it's kind of a showcase piece if okay. a concert band or an orchestra can do it so i'd heard it all these times and um never knew that this was the finale because i'd never actually seen a production of it okay but this is this song make our garden grow is from the finale to the show and basically the crux of the show is that there's these two lovers who are kind of idiots and lose their way and Mm -hmm. fall out of touch with each other but in the end they come back together and there's a lyric that's basically like Sorry, we're dumb, but we're gonna do our best. <laughs> is this is how I bo- how it it speaks to me? Is like because there's lyrics that I could I could read <laughs> ostentatiously. Yeah, do you
1: want to do that? Well, do you it, want me to pull them up? I no. I Get them can, on your phone. I
0: can probably come up with. Uh,
1: read it with a British accent. Yeah, here.
0: but it it's it's um. There's a lyric like, we may not be wise or good, but we'll do the best we know. Okay. We'll build our house and chop our wood and make our garden grow. So, like, we're just going to get through life. We have messed up. We are not perfect. And that can't... I had heard while I was playing this in this cool opera collaboration concert with the orchestra that I, community orchestra that I play in. And so listening to those lyrics and being part of that group chorus was just a very magical moment. But then I also carry that with me as I was helping my mother, like out of a very, very dark period of her life. So like that was right as I was reconnecting with her, she was homeless and very mentally ill, um, blind from cataracts also let's throw that on there and i was trying to help her and it was one of the biggest challenges of my life to try and get her like housing Mm -hmm. and like healthy to a point she's still not perfectly healthy but she's stable and she's she's taking care of she's fed she's not on the streets and uh that time was a very trying it was a long road to get her there it was a couple of years of working hard with my family to help her get the services she deserved be connected with the programs mm-hmm. that she you know rightfully could participate yeah. in um and uh, the whole time th- there were just all of these dramatic periods of where you think something's going well and there's a big setback and so my you know mantra to get me through that time was we'll do the best we know because we did not know the first thing about navigating the health system navigating mental health services um how to work on commitment for a person that refuses it how to um get them a um social worker how to take them from working with a social worker to um, getting them in a better housing situation that's better for their life, it it was just a long and arduous road that I did not do alone. It was with the help of many people. definitely lost faith in myself a lot along the way and you know it it was a grueling time and I had that little melody going through my head so while I didn't listen to it ad nauseum it was always in my head so that's why I picked it was just to share that bit about me and that um it was something in my head on repeat for months years (laughs) whatever whatever <laughs> wow wow
1: way to downplay that yeah
0: yeah <laughs> <laughs> it's a really beautiful piece too you should check it out well you you'll make people right because yeah you're gonna play it yeah,
1: that's how, yeah, yeah exactly. that's how this works yeah exactly the music comes and goes and we talk a
0: recording does not do the justice though of being in a room with it because it's a mass choir oh, okay. it's really powerful okay, okay. yeah
1: so we have one left. Chug that tea. How was your tea? Good. Yeah. Drink it. Yeah. You know the thing with the uh, the microwave water is it doesn't stay as hot it as long. Really hot I for
0: a while. Yeah, I don't, yeah. Know. I don't know.
1: So the l- the last song that you picked <coughs> is relatively new, from twenty eighteen which is new for you, like, because you don't listen to the latest hot new thing or new album from artists, usually. So you have picked music from Mitski.
0: Mitski, Be the Cowboy. Be
1: the Cowboy, my favorite album of 2018. It's good. Yeah, it is good. She's really something. Um, so you picked- And
0: she just wants, like, oatmeal. <laughs> <laughs> I remembered hearing that on the radio, like, They played a song of hers, and she was just like on some kind of soapbox to venues that was like, "We don't want free alcohol; we want healthy snacks."
1: (laughs) Yeah, she does. She talks a lot on Twitter. Like she, I quit Twitter, but she talks a lot about like. Stuff that happens like when you're on tour. Yeah, like like, I need to stay healthy
0: and take care of myself so that I can be performing constantly. So stop trying to give me a bunch of free booze because I don't (laughs) want it.
1: so you picked geyser right which is the opening track off of be the cowboy yeah an audacious opening track Yep.
0: and honestly like i just love the whole fucking album like i played it on loop all the time it's very short yeah, so like it it's a short. quick loop it's kind of
1: like disappointingly short yeah that's because true. it's an album that you like i understand that not everybody needs to release an album that's like an hour plus Mm -hmm. or it's going to be like a double vinyl or whatever and that you kind of make it with people's attention spans in mind possibly or like what will fit on two sides of a record but by the time this album is done i'm kind of like man this could keep going
0: well and even this song is indicative of it because it was like isn't this song like 90 seconds? No, it's
1: it's longer than that, but it's very short. It is and very a lot short. Ha- a lot happens, yeah. though. Well,
0: and the whole thing is like this build for yes. this big moment. And then it's like, oh, and now it's over, damn it.
1: Yeah. <laughs> so Geyser is the opening track. Yeah. Yeah. Um, And you could have really picked any song off of this album.
0: I also am pretty partial to the one about my washing machine heart. (laughs) Because I I think it actually, the thing that I love about it is it shows some of her Asian heritage with the way that the melody um, plays out. I think that it's just, it's kooky. I like
1: it. One of the things that I really love about this album is um, a lot of the imagery and the way she writes about love. Because it's a it's a lo- it's an album of love songs, but it's not like
0: it's not gushing love. Yeah. Well it's, it's like very practical kind of s- disappointing
1: it's, love. It's like complicated love? <laughs> What's happening? I was getting I'm getting a microphone for Ted. Oh, okay. Yeah.
0: In case he has something to add. Ted, what do you think?
1: Ted, do you have anything to say?
0: He's just listening. Hi buddy. Ted
1: In case you missed the episode episode 9 of the first season. He
0: did come in and say hello.
1: Ted we we at that time we were fostering a cat named Ted and Who'd, he said some things on the podcast. Um since in the time that has passed, uh-huh we have become foster failures. We
0: have provided him with a forever home. Ted
1: is now legally ours. Yeah. And so he is uh, he is living at our home for forever. He's been snoozing the whole time during this podcast, but now he's up. In his
0: cardboard box that he loves.
1: Just wanted to see if he had anything he needed to say. It is a
0: supreme box. Yeah. But Aww. no, he doesn't have anything to say. He's like, I live here forever. I don't need to add to your dumb <laughs> podcast now. I was trying to be charming so you'd keep me.
1: Well, it worked, Ted.
0: It did work, buddy. Um, now he's just smizing at me.
1: He might still be tired. Yeah. So, but the Mitski album, like, so they're they're love songs. They're not gushing love songs, but it's, like, about the complications of love. Right. I
0: really like the one about me and my husband. We're doing better. Yeah.
1: (laughs) 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 But then there's also, like, there's, she, it's, like, there's, like, all the things about, like, there's the one song It's like, somebody kiss me, I'm going crazy, or I am not wearing my usual lipstick, I thought maybe we could kiss tonight. There's just, like, all these charming but kind of like self-deprecating uh, lyrics throughout that album that I just really appreciate. Like I, mm-hmm. I really I appreciate the complexities of that record a lot and how diverse uh, the arrangements are. Because like Geyser is very indicative of her older style of uh, music as far as kind of like something very bombastic yeah. and loud. But everything else on that album is like some of it sounds kind of like a little Saint Vincenty at times. Well,
0: there's one track that's like a disco song. There's one nobody, yeah, nobody. That's a banger for sure. But yeah, it is. It is like a disco song. And then there's a Smiths-esque sound song to me. There's, uh, I don't know. It's there is just a wide variety, and that's why I think it's so interesting, and why you're sad when it's over because it's just been a. Hell of a ride Yeah
1: so fast
0: yeah what songs will i obsessively listen to in my future i don't know
1: um do you have anything else i mean we could sit here and chop it up all night but is there anything else you want to let uh tell people or promote do you have any s- shameless self-promotion that you want to get into oh. or uh any final words of wisdom as you kind of stare, you stare at that piece of cardboard? Well,
0: I don't know what I should plug. I do a lot of things not well. <laughs> I make films. Yeah. I make music with my friend who may or may not be on this podcast also. Did yeah, she pay- talk about our stuff? Yeah. She did? Yeah. Well, I really like her i really like our music we obsessively work on our music and may never perform it
1: i think it would be great but also terrifying to do a podcast with both of you together
0: oh i do like her she's my friend <laughs>
1: i'm so thankful that you have a friend yeah
0: me too she's so good Ugh. I wish I were as good. But I add some indie street cred to the mix by playing the bassoon in our band. I know. We talked yeah. about that. Yeah.
1: So, but you don't have anything else you want to talk about or any other final thoughts?
0: I don't think so. I, you know, I it's it has been something that I've reflected on in the past few years of like the way that I do obsessively listen to things and I just have this cyclical pattern mm-hmm. to my brain though. Like I have anxiety and my brain does get stuck in loops and I feel like this idea the fact that I would listen to albums nonstop over and over again is just like a trait of my brain and that's why I would do that why I would have that behavior I'm just curious if like it fed my anxiety or if it just was something that naturally would have happened anyway but I don't know it's something I've been thinking about maybe it's just a sign of my unhealthy brains that i I get really into things but i don't know i'm also just an enigma because like if i listen that obsessively to a thing wouldn't you think that you'd want to like get other albums (laughs) of theirs and that's something that when i met you i was like oh hi you you really like artists and you want to like oh you're
1: really out there
0: well you want to know all about their history of all the things that they've done and i'm just like i really like that
1: one (laughs) that's what makes us different people i think it's true it's true well wendy thanks for humoring me um and coming on to the podcast to be a guest rather than the guest host i appreciate it
0: sure i'll get you back could you could go on again that sounded threatening but it wasn't intended (laughs) to be
1: shit is this how does this podcast end with like me getting killed Uh, maybe okay cool sounds good (laughs)
0: Um. There's a hole in my set list.
1: I didn't put that there.
0: I can see you. Um. But this was fun. I hope it was good.
1: Why wouldn't it have been? I don't
0: know. Maybe I'm boring. You're not. With my obsessive compulsive. This is great. No,
1: this has been great
0: stuff. Okay. All right. Are we good? I think so. Okay. All right. Thank you. Peace. Bye. Bye.